Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Today is going to be a little bit different format than what I've done. We've started off and I've had a word encounter with you, a prayer encounter, a presence encounter, Jesus encounter, a fiery healing, and a hide and seek. And now we're going to have an interview encounter that is a secret place encounter with one of my great friends of many, many, many years, Stacy Campbell. But first, let me just read a scripture and then lead in prayer, and then we're going to let this ecstatic prophetess tell us just what uh, it is that's on her heart. Psalm 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so right now, In the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you, God, that you are our secret place and we find refuge in the shadow of the Almighty. So we ask for your grace and your leading upon this time in Jesus' name. Okay, so this is Stacy Campbell, and so we've been friends for many years, and so I want Stacy to uh, just share with us. Uh, whatever it is that's on her heart and about the secret place of the Lord. But, but you know, Stacy, you're known as a prophetess. And so at any time, if you just want to share what it is that the Lord's speaking to you, that would be great. But, but tell us about this uh, friendship with God, this secret place that, that you have with him. Well, I am. Um, thanks, James. It's so good to be with you. I mean, just over the years, we've been able to process so yeah. much, you know, about being a prophet and prophesying and just the, the the glories and the glory of it and so it's just great that to have you as a friend it's yes. awesome Wesley and I so appreciate you anyway um yeah I love this verse I came about uh, as I was praying the Bible one night um, I was praying actually through the book of Leviticus and I didn't really understand it I uh, uh, yeah I, I didn't really understand uh, the book of Leviticus I was going line upon line through it and and the one thing that stuck out to me was how when it got to the priests and all that, and yeah. the priests and that the holy place, the tabernacle, uh, how specific God was about what colors he wanted, what materials he wanted. How, uh, what uh, And so it was saying, God, what are you saying about yourself? Teach me about yourself. Why did you want this in your tabernacle? So it was sort of more studying that. And God began to speak to me and uh 
about his holiness and about mm. all, how everything was pointing to the essence of who he was, the consecration, the separation, all of that. And, you know, uh, and, and so I was praying before the Lord and, and that, that I decided I would do a spiritual act, just me and the Lord, just, and, and I, and I thought, you know, in the old, testament when they were going to access god when the high priest was going to go into the holy place once a year or even people were going to come before the lord they had to wash everything they had to put on white garments they had to do all that stuff so i thought i would do this little spiritual exercise one night where i would i would just go have a shower i'd clean everything up i'd put on a white dress i'd go back i had this little frankincense and incense it was just me and the lord and i i did this little spiritual act you know exercise one night and i really prepared myself like how they would have to in the Old Testament with the washings and all that. And, and, I, and I went before the Lord and I opened the Bible and, and I said, God, speak to me. How would you like to speak to me? And God began to show me something that he wanted to, uh, me to overcome in my life. He kind of gave me a little bit of a rebuke that I had some relationships out of order and that if, you know, if, um, if I, my brother has ought against me or I have ought against my brother, don't come before him. So, you know, I, 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 I took that to heart and went and reconciled that relationship. And a couple of weeks later, I thought, I'm going to do that again. I'm going to, I'm going to get myself, I'm going to wash myself. I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to put on white garments. I'm going to go, I'm going to put my incense, you know, up. And, and I, and I opened the Bible and said, God, what do you want to talk to me about? And he led me to Psalm 91 mm. and, um, and began to speak to me actually about my deepest fears because I was a young mother at that time and uh, I was just starting to travel. I didn't really have a lot of ambition to travel. And frankly, I was afraid of airplanes. Mm. Uh, I was afraid wow. to go on planes because you feel very vulnerable on there. And it, I, I felt the same time, the, the invitation of Psalm 91 verse one, he who dwells, like if you live with me, you're gonna be safe, you know? Like it's the invitation, it's like the John 15, abide in me. Like how the, you know, it's the Psalm 27. It's all those places of just like, if you just live under the shadow of the Almighty, if you just make your daily life in there, you know, nothing, you, nothing will by any means hurt you. You know, the whole pestilence and the rest of Psalm 91. But the whole thing was make your life in God. Make your life hide, hidden with Christ in God. And, and um, so I felt that invitation and the Lord told me, you know, that Psalm 91 was a life verse for me. Mm. And I would never, you know, and, and that I would, that it was appointed to man once to die. And after that, the judgment. But for me, I would never die on an airplane. Oh, wow. He told That's me, amazing. you're never going to die on an airplane. And I, and so after that, he said, I felt like, it's, I, he didn't say I, I would never be on an airplane that didn't crash or anything, but I would not die on an airplane. So now I feel like the airplane is the safest place for <laughs> me in the whole world. Like, put me on a plane and I'm yeah. good there. But one thing, you know, I, it's not that that hasn't been tested. Like, I have been on an airplane that has been hit by lightning. And the whole, like, when it when you're in a plane in midair, mm -hmm. going over mountains oh, that's yeah. hit by lightning, the plane just went boom, like oh, this wow. massive sound. All the lights in the plane went off. The plane fell from the sky like a free fall. Wow. My stomach is in my thing. And oh I'm going, God. Psalm 91, I will not oh die goodness, on an airplane. I and I look <laughs> around at all those other people and think, they are blessed to be on an airplane with me because I'm not dying on That's this airplane. Right. And their life is going to, I felt like Paul on the shipwreck, yeah, you know? Gotcha. And, and the whole thing, and the lights went out and they didn't come back on. Wow. And you could feel almost the engines go out in the, as it fell. And then it kind of caught. 
you know, and we landed and it was, you know, it, we, the lights never came back on in the cabin. You know, it sounds <laughs> like that you got touched by the culture of heaven and then you have been able to carry the culture of heaven with you everywhere you go. And then it doesn't only then affect you, it affects everybody around you. You help create the culture, create the culture of heaven around you, which makes a safe place for those around you. And I think, you know, that's, we are the people of God. And, you know, when we're living in the shadow of the Almighty, when the presence of God is there, it's, it's over, it's over the people, you know, it's over mm -hmm. his people. He's, his people surround him. Like in, when they would carry that, the ark of his presence in the Old Testament, they were safe. You know, mm -hmm. that's, they, they knew that. And even their enemies knew it, which is why they wanted to capture the ark of his presence. But, you know, another time I was on an airplane, uh, we had an emergency landing. We went, had to go through it. Um, and they said the hydraulics failed. I didn't know what that meant, but we did through the whole drill, heads down, heads down. And <laughs> when we landed, the plane actually had to be towed. We actually landed very safely, uh, but we had to be towed. Uh, they cleared all the, all the runways in Seattle and there was, you know, they cleared it all off and our plane had to be towed from the tarmac to the to the terminal and I remember seeing the same thing like I just go back to that and, and another time I was in an emergency landing and but I do feel like I pull on that promise for my deepest fears you know um, and I think that God's word when we believe it there's a promise through his great exceeding precious promises we become partakers of his divine nature his divine nature mm -hmm. Now, there's an element that I know about your prophetic life and ministry and that you come from a brethren type background, mm -hmm. which didn't was a cessationist or, mm -hmm. you know, didn't believe that the gifts of the spirit continued after the completion of the canon of scripture, but that had a holy reverence for sure for God and a deep love for the word of God. Mm -hmm. So you grew up studying the word, loving the word, memorizing the word. So you stored up the word of God in you. And I, for years, have heard you prophesy the word of God. Would you like, because that deals with Psalm 91, you're living Psalm 91. Would you tell me a little about your relationship with the word in relationship to the uh, your prophetic ministry? Uh, I, I think that the Bible is the greatest revelation of God that we have. And all the words of the Bible lead us to the author of the words. And you can't add anything to the Bible and you can't take anything out of the Bible. And so when you are meditating on the word of God, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The revelation of God comes out of the word of God. And I feel like the word is points us to him. It drives us to God himself, to the face of God. And it's his language. It's how he speaks. It's it's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any living sword. And when you're reading the word and asking, it, 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 it brings conviction of sin to my own heart when I'm reading certain things. And so I feel like the word of God is like it's like the language of God. As I as I said, I'm a high school. I was a high school French and German teacher by profession. And when you teach people other languages, you teach them the idioms and the nuances and there's all different structures. But the word of God is the language of God Himself. So, and it's alive. It's a living word. It's not dead. It's not a history book. It's spiritual words. 
And so the life of the Spirit is still in the words. Absolutely. When you mix your faith with the words, it's they're, they're, they're alive and they have power. And so, so when I prophesy, I find that it, scriptures begin to fill my head as God begins to speak to me through his primary language and speak to his people. And a lot of times there's a specific application, mm -hmm. like the Logos will uh, uh, apply in a rhema fashion, but it's the, the jumping point uh, because the manifold wisdom of God coming through the, the words, the manifold applications even in different cultures and times and situations you know, gets applied through the word. And I just think because it's alive, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely uh, complete, but it, and, and static in that sense, but it's also fluid in its ability to speak to us because it's a living word. And the Bible says that Jesus himself, the word, you know, became flesh. Yes, John like chapter the, 1. Right, the Old Testament, the Word became flesh and lived amongst us. And you, the, the Word of the Old Testament was lived inside the life of Jesus himself. And then it goes on to say that we are living epistles that we're supposed to live out, incarnate as well, the Word of God. And so it's not it's not facts. It's so deep. It's so much deeper. It's, it's his language. And, and so for you, the word of God, and then the revelatory dimension, the prophetic aspect, and the ecstatic prophecy that you've moved in for years. In a sense, for you, this is like really inseparable. Would that yeah, be right? Absolutely. Like, uh, rarely do I prophesy without scriptures popping into my head. I mean, sometimes I have little phrases or mm -hmm. something that's, you know, culturally, you mm -hmm. know, that really right. is because I find God has somewhat of a sense of humor. You'll see in the Old Testament when he's speaking to the prophets, he will use an idiom from the mm -hmm. time, from the culture that is meaningful in that context that doesn't, it sounds a bit strange to us now a couple thousand years later, but, uh, but but it actually has, if you study it out, like in commentaries and whatnot, it has that, that application. Sometimes God speaks like that to me through little phrases or whatever that are more culturally uh, applicable. Uh, but most often it's through the word. Amen. Hey, I want to share one little uh, experience and then let you tag team on it. The very first episode of a God Encounters Today podcast, I it was about a word encounter. And I told about an encounter that Bill Greenman, who uh, you would, would possibly know, and and we were in our home, and I had an experience where the seer realm was open, and this uh, amber fire uh, showed up, and there was a spiraling staircase in the middle of it, and a voice as I approached it, uh, a voice of the Lord, and there was all kinds of activity, and a voice of the Lord came out of this pillar of fire, and it spoke to me, and it said, my word is alive and active. And then I was mm -hmm. struck by this because with that voice and with that manifestation also came like the terror of God, the fear of the Lord. And then I backed off, but then I, I leaned back in again. I tried to actually even like touch this. And again, when I approached it a second time, a voice came and it said, my word is alive and active. And that happened three times. Wow. And then later I understood that this spiraling staircase on the inside was like a God DNA molecule. And I was actually, I believe, seeing the DNA of God. The DNA of God is in the Word of God, and the Word of God is alive and active. So would you have something that that's, you would like? That sort of describes how what I, you know, what I think. It's true, because if the Word becomes flesh, yes. 
the DNA of who he is and the revelation of who he is, you know, goes into, it's supposed to be lived out. It's not supposed to be something that it's supposed to be lived. And, and God, Jesus himself became the living word to show everything about, you know, and he didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. It's He's fulfilling it in a life. I think that's so powerful to see it as yeah, DNA. It was absolutely amazing. And so back to the secret place and Psalm 91. So you perhaps, that might be a lot, would that be like a life verse for yeah. you? Yes, totally. So I would like for you to encourage our listeners that they too can have a life verse. Yeah. Um, can you hear the cheering? We are at the Global Prophetic yeah. Summit here, and there the prophets are prophesying, and the crowds are cheering, yeah. and we're prophesying. I just love, we're in a whole prophetic atmosphere right now. But yes, I would encourage people, you know, um, sometimes God gives you a life verse, but I, I will say this, the whole book is yours. You as much of it as you believe, it's yours. It's yours. You can, every promise in the book is mine, you know. And when you mix your faith with the great exceeding precious promises of God, they're all for you. So, I, I, you know, you can be as selective as you want. Yeah. You can you can ask for all of them. But there are those moments where God comes over you and speaks to you so profoundly from a verse or a passage, passage of Scripture that you can go back to it over and over and over again. And I do think that just like, you know, the patriarch um, Jacob blessed each one of his sons with a certain blessing, there is a certain thing that God has over your life that puts identity into you, that puts protection and safety and his fatherly covenantal, which he has with all of us. But, you know, and, and, I, and I would encourage you to say, God, what, if you were to say one verse over me or one word over me, what is that to you? And it's kind of like a, you know, there's that white stone that, with a name on it that no one knows but God Himself. I think there's kind of that relationship that He has with each of us, of us that that there's yes the general family of God, but the specific son daughter identity as well. And I think He will give that to you. I'd wait on the Lord for that. I would ask Him for it. And if He doesn't give it to you specifically, have do not lose heart because you can have the whole book. That's you right. know, you can have the whole book. But really, sometimes He does really want to put something very specific inside you. So in going back to the beginning in Psalm 91, I'd just like for you to pray a blessing for our listeners that they too can be people of the secret place and that some of what's on your life, that you pray for them, that as they read the word, they pray the word and they will learn to prophesy the word of God. So could you just bless our listeners with that which you carry? Yes, God, I, I pray, God, for all of your people. I know this is, some, this is a theme you repeat over and over again. It's the cloud by day, it's the fire by night. It's, it's he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. It's John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. You can ask whatever you want, you know, and and you can bear much fruit. And Lord, this is not a one-off thing. I I ask God for the listeners, Lord, that this this whole uh, revelation of abiding, of just being with you where you are, of living in the shadow of the Almighty, of when they feel themselves wander, running back under the in the secret place to your secret place. 
in that place where, Lord, it's just you and them alone. It's, I pray, God, that you would draw them over and over again to this secret place, to the Psalm 27, uh, shadow of the Almighty. I pray for that over their life. God, every single one would, would look uh, would would run to that secret place and be there. And Father, the revelation of who you are as they're living in that place, day in and day out, in every situation, they would encounter your protection, your, I, the, your fatherliness, your identity, your inheritance, your wealth, your riches, revelation. Lord, I pray for that for them. And Father, I ask also that the word of Christ would dwell in them richly. Rich. It would be such a rich deposit that the word of Christ would be so rich inside of them that no matter what situation they find themselves in, in a, a plane falling from the sky or in a child in a crisis or a relationship that's breaking down, the word of Christ would come out uh, of them and they would be able to live it and become overcomers in every situation in Jesus' name. Hey, thank you so much, Stacy. She's been such a dear friend of mine and she's an ecstatic prophet. And, and we have traveled the world together, her and her husband and Wesley and I, and so glad to have you on the God Encounters Today podcast. So let me pray into what Stacy has also prayed on the secret place encounter. Now let me add my blessing to it. Father, thank you so very much for this opportunity. And I declare that Psalm 91 is a word of the Lord every day, that we see you as our secret place, and we exalt the Most High God, and we dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen, amen. God bless you. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.